0: Hey, welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach for therapists. And so this episode is actually a little bit different. It is actually not on business coaching per se, but it is a three-part series. And so per the title, it is called Motherhood at the End of Your 30s, Part 1, also known as the preparation part of the series. And so the reason why I chose to do this three-part series is that um, on one hand, I know that I've spoken a lot about uh, my son being my miracle baby. And then I often reference um, certain things that happen pre and post-marriage as it relates to being able to bear a child. Um, And then on another side, I also know that as being a professional woman, That sometimes we have chosen, or some women have chosen, to wait to have children, maybe because they wanted to, you know, finish college, um, get on their feet, maybe purchase their own home, um, also get married. I know that that was my story, is that I literally had a Cinderella uh, story in my head about in which order I wanted things to happen in my life. And I did a very good job with planning, for the most part, everything out. However, Things will happen that you do not have control over and I do believe that life will test you and it's your job to go through the test, um, you know, stay alive and be good and just recognize that it may have been prepping you for something else. And so that's the reason why I'm sharing this is that I have spoken to a lot of women. I have shared my testimony once on a Facebook Live when I was literally nine months pregnant on Valentine's day. My son was born on March 13th. And so I shared this testimony February 14th of uh, 2018. And I didn't recognize how big of a deal my testimony was until I checked my messenger. Oh my goodness. I was flooded with inboxes, text messages, and emails from people that I knew. Um, And I had no idea that they had actually... um, One watched the video, it had a lot of hits, um, live and later, and that it touched a lot of women because they had been through that. And also, men were inboxing me, telling me that they had been through with their partner some of the things that I had shared. And so, they were very grateful for me to be able to share my testimony out loud and still be smiling. Okay, so this is the preparation part of the series, part one. So, I want to take you back. Um, usually, as I talk about, you know, when I left my county job and had the panic attack and used to work in the jail system. I talk about you know how I was able to bounce back in terms of going into my private practice full time. But as I mentioned, this is more on a personal nature, but it will still link to mindset that actually made me a stronger business owner and woman. So back in 2016, um, I had just left my county job. Um, I was planning a elaborate Hollywood wedding. We got married May 14th, 2016, and I was planning an elaborate wedding so that um, you know we can have a good time and turn up with our family. And so. I had chosen to go, you know, schedule my regular womanly checkup with the OBGYN. And it just so happened that I had to do it two months before the wedding. But it was a regular appointment. You know, you don't think anything, you know, of it. Just like, let me get this done so that I can move on my life and have a good time, you know, for the wedding and post wedding and stuff like that. So just a little bit of backstory in terms of health that kind of led up to what happened in this regular checkup is that I had experienced stomach pains for years, literally like four to five years. And the only way that I would typically describe it like to my mom or my close friends was that it felt like I was either having, you know, the womanly cramps, but it wasn't that time, or it felt like a piercing um, poke in my stomach, but like right below below my navel. So I remember, um, a few years prior when I had told my mom that I was still having the stomach pains, you know, she freaked out at this moment because at that point, my, uh, my grandfather had passed away due to pancreatic cancer. And because of the type of cancer that he passed away from, my mom was like, you need to go get that checked out. She started freaking out. Like you need to ask them all these questions, you know, and they need to check everything. So when I had went to the doctor at that time, I had actually asked for two different types of ultrasounds and women, you know exactly what I'm referring to internal and external, because if you don't ask for specific things at the doctor, no matter how much you pay for your insurance, they're not going to do it. They're going to do what's on the checklist of what you're supposed to have every one, two, three years of a checkup. And so when I asked them for that, they made a referral to the ultrasound technician. And when I got there, they only did like a regular ultrasound. And I said, Hey, you know, do you need me to to go get, you know, undressed for the other one. And they were like, what other one? And that's when I was like, Oh my God. And so basically they couldn't do it because they didn't have the referral from the doctor. And so at that point I could just kind of got pissed off. Um, and that led up to when I went to the doctor this time. So when I went to the doctor two months prior to our wedding, so it had to be around what, March or April, um, of 2016, you know, they usually say if something is going on, we'll give you a call. So, you know, I left my appointment. So literally within like a week, I started to get a phone call and I recognize Kaiser's number on I go to Kaiser. Um simply because um I've had allergy attacks, like my throat closed um, multiple times due to even not knowing that peanuts were in certain ingredients when I would eat food. And so I became very familiar with the location that I went to, like the general phone number, like at least the first three prefis- prefixes, you know, after the area code. So when they called, of course, when you see the doctor calling, you don't feel good. Your stomach drop right away. And so I was like, oh my gosh, why are they calling? So when they called, um, they had told me that, uh, they found fluid um, in my uterus and that. That wasn't supposed to be there, and I said, "Okay, so what does this mean?" And they said, "Oh, the doctor is going to call you and talk talk to you about it." I was like, "All right." Literally, I got three phone calls within like two days. So I don't remember if it was this day or the next day, but it felt like it was back to back. So then they called again, and I'm thinking that, oh, maybe it's the doctor to follow up from the first phone call. So it was a gentleman, and he said, "You know, may I speak to me?" And I'm like, "This is she." He he identified me, you know, with my demographics to make sure that I was who I was, and then he. He said so we have to get you on the calendar to schedule your surgery and I'm like surgery for what you know I went to a regular appointment and he said the surgery for and then he said wait do you not know why I'm calling I said no you know so that he so he looked in the system and he realized that the person who was supposed to call me before he did did not yet they called me after. And so um, he was like, oh crap. So I said, well, what is it? Why do I need surgery? I don't understand. And of course my heart is beating extremely fast. I'm very surprised I did not go into a panic attack. So that's what he had told me the news that no woman wants to hear. And at first I didn't even know what it meant until I looked it up and then my heart dropped some more. But just the fact that they called me and said I needed surgery, I knew it was serious. So he told me that I was diagnosed with a septated uterus. And that, that's all he can tell me. Um, and as he's telling me, of course, you know, what do we do? We look it up on WebMD or Google. We look up images. And that's when I saw like the three different types of uterus shapes. But basically what I had read about it and what they had informed me about it is there's a 80% chance of you having a miscarriage because The uterus is not shaped circular. Therefore, the baby will not have room to grow and your body may just abort the baby. And I'm like, oh, my freaking God. And one of the reasons why I also chose to go to the doctor, because at that time, of course, when me and my husband were dating, we talked about having another child because he had already had a child. previously to our marriage and our son was five years old at that time and so I I didn't have any kids and so I told him I wanted at least two you know more in addition to what he already had and we agreed to that and so you know we, we were getting married and all that stuff so when I got this news I told him and of course I broke down I cried and this is where I feel like your faith will really be tested because I did not pray. I'm not going to lie. I did not stop and ask God for guidance. I literally just cried because I was more in shock. It's kind of like a grief and loss type situation. And so um, after I got the third phone call, then I started freaking out. I started leaving my doctor's messages and I was like, you know, what type of septate do I have and all this stuff. So then somebody called me and they looked at the ultrasound and they said, it looks like you have more of what looks like, they couldn't give me 100% clarity, but they said it looks like it was more heart heart shaped and that's one of the ones that I would have to have a surgery for because definitely the baby cannot grow because it, it's like it's luckily not split in half which is what some women have like imagine the piercing of the heart that goes into the cut you know that makes the heart shape at the top imagine that going all the way down like the broken heart line like some women actually have that like or it's two different sides but mine was more like a heart shaped but yet and still, they told me I needed to do a consultation and have surgery. So I made the appointment. The appointment was two months before the wedding as well. And I met with the surgeon that was going to do it. And I just felt like I was being sold to at the moment. And I now looking back, of course, I recognize that I was hurt. I did not want to accept the information. And I also started self-sabotaging my ability to become a mother. And so what I started doing is saying, you know, why is it that... People around me, I feel like they could just pop out a kid and they, you know, don't even have their stuff together. And here I am, I own a home, you know, I worked my tail off to get to where I am in my business and in my, you know, uh, at least where I was working at, like having a six figure job. I've done so many things right, but yet somehow I can't do this correct. So something is wrong with me. So I feel like I'm, you know, I'm sharing this too, because I feel like a lot of women may tell themselves that even though they can be the most positive person in in the world when you're hit with something that to me taints your view of one of the reasons why women are women. We're here to you know, create a child, a man can't do that. It hurts. And so, um, we had a decision to make and I told her we were getting married. So she said, you know, no rush, but I know that you had told the doctor that you wanted to try to have children a little bit after you were married. And I was like, yeah, we don't have a date or anything, but it's not like we're not trying, you know what I'm saying? And so she was like, okay. She said, well, I'm asking you to, you can like try if you get me but like not try try because I want to make sure that you have a safe pregnancy and I'm like all right I get you so We end up um, taking this to our church, our bishop and our first lady. We did prayer and I just said, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to focus on my faith. I'm going to get um, more um, specific and uh, I guess ritualistic with what I'm talking to God about as far as what I want and I'm going to go on a tangent of gratitude and just focus on positivity and so I did it as best as I could but it was still hard and so we got married. Everything you know, was great bomb, you know, Hollywood wedding. And it just still wasn't happening with the not trying, not trying, you feel me? And so um I felt like I were literally after doing a lot of prayer, I sat still and I decided to do an extra prayer, meaning I did a prayer uh, request through the website of my church because I felt like I needed an external level of prayer, but directly to me personally. And so the reason why I requested the prayer was because even though I prayed that I believe that my God and the universe will allow me to be a mother when it's time for me to be a mom, um, I sat still for a moment and I literally got a download message from, I believe God that said, just go ahead and do the surgery you know I got you you know what I'm saying and so I was like really you know because I was really trying to go with faith and things were gonna happen just on its own divine timing and I don't want to mess up divine timing so when I got that download I did the prayer we literally talked for an hour the person the elder over the church she was like um you know don't you work with clients in therapy I'm sure you got clients with anxiety however the therapist that's helping other people wants to have full control over what they don't have control over meaning the surgery and I'm like dang so I'm like you right you know and that hurt my feelings because I had to be a cl- Client at that moment, but in the church, and so um, I decided to schedule the first surgery. The first surgery was um, considered not invasive, but they still had to put me to sleep under anesthesia, and that's the part that I was freaked out about. Um, I did have to do a few invasive procedures prior to the pregnancy, so that they can get pictures of my area, um, you know, and so. Um, I did the first surgery, my husband was there, my mom was going to come after she got off work and that's when I recognized how I guess, ashamed and embarrassed I was to share this information because I didn't tell anybody. I also got another diagnosis, by the way, with that third phone call in which I had to get a biopsy before the wedding to rule out cancer. And luckily it came back negative, but I have to be tested for that particular diagnosis every single three years just to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm good. And that's, you know, I've let that go. I put that in the hands of God, but still it's just like not a cool situation of information to receive when you haven't even started having kids yet. So, um when I did the first surgery, when I was going, you know, to the back, I told my husband, I said, Hey, send a Facebook message to all of my friends. And I gave him like the three to four people's name. And I said, text them. Cause I know I'm gonna be out of it. Text them when I come under anesthesia and I come back to the, you know, to the recovery area. And he was like, all right. So he sent them the message and, Oh no, he sent them the message before I went and you know, to let to that you'll keep them posted. So when I woke up, they were like, he was like, Hey, I got all these messages from your friends saying what surgery what are you talking about <laughs> and I said when I got you know when I tapped back into reality I said oh crap I never even told them I was having surgery. And then that's when I recognized, of course, having to own the shame and embarrassment of not even telling my close friends just because I didn't feel in the mood to answer any questions, explain anything. And I'm sure they would start asking me questions that hell I can't answer. And so the surgery I found out lasted three hours longer than expected. I started bleeding on the table, so they had to wake me up. Therefore, they did not finish the full procedure. So when I went back to the doctor because the recovery was no joke, um, I could barely walk. Literally, it felt like... I had just dropped a baby, you know, out of my uterus. I literally, I lived in a two-story home. And so I had to, my mom, um, no, my husband... Drop me off at my grandmother's house because he had to go to work my mom had to go to work but my grandmother lives on a flat surface you know one story home and she's home all day she's retired so they thought it was a good idea my mom and my husband to go hang out at my grandmother's house at least for the first two to three days and then based off of my mobility and how I feel with being home by myself and also being on those strong medications then I can stay at home if I can stay downstairs all day you know kind of thing while my husband is gone so I, I went to my grandmother's house I think like three days and I just kind of like got up walked slow and you know, it was okay. I just took my laptop with me and everything was, you know, fine. And she took care of me as she always does. And so, um, we had to schedule the second surgery. I went in for a follow-up appointment and the doctor said, you can try to have a baby right now, but, um, it's not as perfect as I would like. And I love her for this. Literally when, when you see what happened, after, like on the third series, everything literally happens for a reason. So let me give you a little bit of backstory. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but let me give you a little bit of backstory about this particular doctor so that this can make sense as to why I trusted her when she said, it's not as perfect as I would like. And I want to go back in to finish my work. And then she showed me a picture and said, this is where I needed to be so that we won't have any complications you getting pregnant. And I'm like, okay. So the first surgery I believe was in October of 2016. And then the second surgery had to be around February of 2017. So it was maybe like three or four months apart because she wanted me to like heal, let the scar tissue heal, and then go back in. So how I met her Remember how I mentioned at the beginning I was having stomach problems and so even though I went to the regular checkup and they did what they did another reason how I end up getting a appointment that quickly because OBGYN don't work that fast is that I had an allergy attack like my throat closed because I ate something yet again and so when I went to request a extra EpiPen or a refill they told me I've requested too many in a short period of time like within a year I needed two different packages so what they will do is ask you to come in to ask you questions and make sure that you understand how your allergies work or whatever with food so when I went in I talked to the allergy doctor and usually when you go to the doctor they show you like the happy faces sad faces and they ask you how are you feeling right now in general because they always have to do like low-key a little health check. So first I I checked off like the 10 happy face. And then she saw my face and she read my affect to like what was on my body. (laughs) And um, she was like low key therapizing me. And she said, you know, are you sure you at a 10? Cause you don't look a 10. And so I said, well, actually, no, I'm kind of like at a five or six, like here and there. And she said, why? She said, because of the allergies. And I said, no, but I don't know if I should be telling you or maybe telling another type of doctor. Cause you're my allergy doctor. She said, but I'm still a doctor. And I said, okay. And so I told her what happened with the stomach pains. Then I went to that ultrasound. Then it didn't work out. Then I got pissed off. Then I keep having stomach pains. And oh, this is a part that I missed out. Um, A couple of years prior to that, I actually went to the fertility doctor Upon me turning around 30, 31-ish, just to make sure that I was good because someone had told me, as I'm getting older, I just want to get checked out, you know? Because I had never been pregnant before, like, ever. And I had been married prior to my current husband, just so you know. So, I had never been married, had a miscarriage, thankfully nothing. Right. And so I was like, well, let me just make sure everything is good. So when they ran all those tests, you would have thought that they would have found everything that this doctor found this go round. But guess what? The fertility doctor found quote unquote, nothing wrong with my body right? And they did all the ultrasound. So I thought that that was like, okay, y'all not doing y'all job later. I realized that. So when I was talking to the uh, allergy doctor, she had said, you know what? Um, I'm, let me look and see who you saw. And she said, you know what? I have a friend that's an OBGYN. She's super good. And I'm going to send you to her. I said, okay. So then that's how I got that appointment to d- do a checkup. So then when she sent me to her OBGYN doctor, apparently the OBGYN doctor is like very good or best friends with, My surgeon, so it was kind of like an inner connection, and when I say it was divine timing of how things went down, it it was awesome how things are gonna unfold. Okay. So um after the second surgery, the second surgery wasn't actually as bad. If I'm looking at even my mobility and my ability to like work out or even do ab work because it was like below my navel, and they just made two small inserts on each side of my tubes, like to go like with a microscope or whatever. Um, the second time they did it it didn't hurt as much. So I think I was out of commission from doing abs for about a month, um, like crunches or whatever, but I was back actually in the gym, but not bouncing on the trampoline, but I was back in the gym, uh, after about a week and a half, the first time I it took me maybe three weeks, and I was working out in a chair. Okay, like meaning I had to do serious modified duty with my trainer. So um, second one wasn't as bad. So after that, what came out of this? Because I always like to use it as a learning experience. What came out of this time is that my faith needs to be on point. Um, I need to work with divine timing because even if I got even though I got the surgery, it's not like I hopped out and got pregnant. Um, but I recognize, you know, what do, do I want my life to be like? when I do get pregnant, I want to be happy. I want to be in a good mood. And I actually want to have a healthy pregnancy. I don't want to feel like I'm sluggish, like I'm overweight. I also don't want to feel like if I can control it, like I need to eat everything in in sight. You feel me? And so what I decided to do is go extra hard in my um, health. And that's when I lost like 15 to 20 pounds. I got super toned. I got my six pack back from what I had in the past. And it was phenomenal. I even did one of my first branding photos. at that time. And so when I got home, I actually threw all of my pregnancy ovulation trackers. I threw everything away because I said, you know what? When God in this universe wants me to get pregnant, it will allow me to get pregnant. So I went hard in my health and then guess what happened? Mm, You got to wait till the next episode. (laughs) So let's just say God in this universe will test your strength during the preparation stage. So be patient. So I really hope that you enjoyed me and my transparency. Um, sometimes from time to time, I like to go back and talk about some of the things that I've referenced in some of my previous podcast episodes, because some people often wonder, or they'll ask me like, well, what, what exactly happened? You know, you said that you were bedridden on your couch. Like why? And I'll sometimes even say I'm, I have surgery, but nobody knows the full story. So in a recap, uh, left the county, uh, no benefits, had to pay out of pocket, end up having to get two surgeries after only having an allergy issue and having to go to the allergy doctor. The allergy doctor sent me to her friend, which is an OBGYN. The OBGYN did all of the work, and then I got those three phone calls. Out of those three surprises, I then was told I needed to get surgery. I decided that I needed to up my faith. I did prayer with the church, I gave it to God, and I, you know, I got rid of it out of my hands. Um, anything that That was not within the hands of God. I just let it go. And I focused on what I do have control over, which is my health. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please share this episode with anyone, especially women or men who are either dealing with some form of infertility and or they've received bad news from the doctor, or if anything in this story even resonates with you, let me know what was your biggest takeaway. Um, But I really hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, it's a three-part series and I will see you then. Bye.